What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. And today we got Mr. D.A. Roberts in the house. Let's get into this! What's up, Mr. Roberts? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you, man? Uh, I love you guys' intro. I'm thank doing you, good. Uh, you. Uh, you guys, uh, your, your coordinated intro there just cracks me up every time I hear it. <laughs> Us hey, too. You know, you're lucky we can actually pull that off. Yeah. There are a few times <laughs> That I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be talking. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the days when we very first started doing this stuff. Like oh, we God. were it all was, over the place. <laughs> yeah. you, you know why I like hanging out with you guys? Because you remind me of the guys I used to drink beer and play D and D with. Nice. Yeah, nice. There you go. See, and, that's and, what... and that, it was an instant rapport like that. I mean, when we started talking, I'm like, these are the kind of guys I'd sit around the table throwing dice with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's what we wanted, man. That's nice. what that's the why we love this. Yeah, show. we want to sit around the table and throw shade. At or I'm sorry, throw dice. <laughs> oh, I'm down for that too, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, guys. As you see, you know we have Da in here. Um, we usually do a little business on the beginning of this, but since Da's here to uh, do some promoting for his new book, this is all Da's business. This now. is going to be his business. <laughs> so, all up in uh, my business. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> all up in your business. But uh, yeah. Um, DA is a very good uh, author, you know. Um, good awesome, friend of ours. Good, good uh, friend of, uh, of the horror fam here, and he's also got some really cool books that um, are down our alley, yeah, so yeah, to speak, yeah. you know. And um, we're gonna let him. He's got a new one that just came out. We're gonna let him do some talking on it, and uh, then we'll just see where the conversation goes from there. So, DA, why don't you go ahead and uh, take it us, away? Take it away. All right. Well, uh, if you haven't 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 heard uh, heard me on the show before, or are unfamiliar with my work, my name is D. A. Roberts. Uh, I'm a writer of primarily horror and sci-fi. Uh, I write multiple series, and the series are all interconnected. Um, and even the sci-fi, yes, even the sci-fi does connect at some point. Um, and I, and I thought that that would was uh, a way to create something more than just horror novels. I wanted to create an expanded universe. Uh, so I have the Apex Predator series, which focuses on a group of Native American warriors that hunt monsters. Um, and then I've got another series called The Lakeview Man, which is a small sheriff's department who end up running into creatures like Bigfoot around the, around the lake. And it's a small sheriff's, small, very rural department. So initially they didn't know what they were doing, didn't know how to deal with it. And the, uh, I've got another series called uh, Codename Wild Hunt, which is about a military unit, which was put together to hunt down dangerous cryptids that are, that are taking out people. Um, and I found that when I was creating these, char- these, these characters for these books, I started noticing some overlap, uh, things in common. Of course, you know, a lot of them, they're dealing with cryptids. Uh, and then as it developed, it just seemed to just gel together. Uh, it made it made for a much bigger story, uh, which is what I really enjoyed about it. And uh, it, it it not only added breadth, depth and breadth to the to the to each individual series, but by seeing these other characters show up in, in cross series and in different books. It, it really makes it more everybody's story instead of just separate stories because the things that happen in one series will affect what happens in other series. Uh, and the newest book, the, the fourth installment of the Apex Predator series, which is called Apex Predator Horned Moon, uh, was just released at the beginning of the month. Uh, it's it's being pretty well received on Amazon, and I'm, I'm starting to get a, get a, get some momentum with that one. And I, I think uh, people are going to find this one a little bit of a, a little bit of a breakaway. Um, 
it's it's a little different. Uh, I I always said that I wouldn't do vampires uh, because I thought everybody had done sparkly bullshit vampires too many times. <laughs> and and I, I I always I always said that any if any horror novel I wrote, I promised no teenage girl would ever ever want to date the monster. Yeah. <laughs> and when I brought in my vampires, these things are kind of like they're very similar to the the reaper virus vampires in blade 2. Oh sweet, oh, yeah. Nice. Uh they're far more aggressive. They're they're very very powerful. Only instead of the how the reaper virus uh we were almost animalistic because they were driven by the hunger. These are thinking very intelligent vampires. Oh so kind of like uh <clears throat> 30 days of night. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I gotcha. Um, yeah, that's a good comparison. Uh, when I started researching vampires, I wanted to, to do something that was more in line with the true vampire lore. Mm. Um, and I wanted the characters to discover that a lot of the stuff that they knew about vampires was made up by Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and one of the earliest references to a vampire I could find dated back to ancient Egypt. Supposedly, one of the first vampires ever created was created by the goddess Sekhmet. And I thought, well, what if the first vampire she turns showed up? Oh, yeah. How, how ancient would that damn thing be? You know, yeah. 20,000 yeah. years? Yeah. yeah. And it, it just the story just grew from there. Oh, uh, I, introduced, awesome. I introduced some lesser vampires first. And, of course, it's set here in the Ozarks. I, I think you guys are, have heard of Rockaway Beach, Missouri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a little, it's a little bitty town down by Branson. And... I've been going around that area fishing since I was a kid and it's kind of, it's a very rural area. It's not very grown up towns, only a couple thousand people at most. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Got a little frog in my throat there. Vampire in my throat. Um, <laughs> but the, the town is really kind of in a, in a state of decay. Uh, when you drive through town, you just closed businesses and everything. And it's just because it's so far off the beaten path that once all the main traffic started taking people toward Branson, it was kind of forgotten. Yeah. And uh, they almost had a revival about 20 years ago when there was a big movement from the guy that owns uh, Prime Trucking. Uh, he wanted to put in a riverboat casino down at Rockaway Beach, had the land bought and everything, and the voters shot it down, mainly because of strong resistance from Silver Dollar City. Um, yeah. they, they shot down the casino movement, and that town just kind of went back to f- just fading away. And the first time I took my wife down there, she said she made a comment that really kind of inspired the story for this. We pulled in and stopped. We were looking around, and like, like I said, the whole town it just kind of has this this kind of fading away feel it there's not many businesses left mm. and she looked around she goes oh my god does this place not rel- remind you of salem's lot i'm like oh there it is okay <laughs> i gotta go i, gotta go. <laughs> I got an idea yeah, and it awesome. kind of it it just took off from there, and uh, I'm hoping that if anybody that's from there uh, that f- that's from Rockaway Beach reads this, they're not too upset with the damage I do, but I hope they they find it creepy, and yeah. uh, that that was the goal. I wanted to, I wanted the setting to be, I wanted the setting to be dark and and creepy. And if you've ever been down at Rockaway Beach when the fog when the fog rolls in off Table Rock Lake, uh, not Table Rock, uh, Taney, Lake Taneycomo, that is one creepy ass little town. Yeah. Nice. And it just, it just seemed to fit. And the pieces just kind of, I don't know, like it was like symmetry. It was just like 
one piece dropped in from over here, one piece dropped in from over here. And I looked down and went, Hey, I've got enough for a story here. And it just kind of fell into my lap. And I knew I wanted to set the next book of the apex predator series in the Ozarks because I always do the apex predator series will always be in this area somewhere. I'm thinking Sweet. about doing the, the next one up in y'all's neck of the woods. So I may have to come out there and hang up with you, hang out with yeah. you guys and do, do some research. Oh, yeah. sure. uh, Cause I know there's been several Ozarks howler sightings up in your area. Yeah, right down the road, literally yeah, yeah. from me. And I, I thought about having the 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 Native American group. The, the you know what the are you familiar with dog soldiers? The Native yes. American dog soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Cherokee word is Hotametaneo. And this is a group of dog soldiers uh, that when they started reawakening the ancient magic, discovered that they had the ability to change into wolves. So they're, they're not really werewolves, but they can change into wolves yeah. and they go out and hunt these creatures. And Sweet. Uh, I, okay. so I yeah, start out with awful. the Ozark Howler, start out with the Ozark Howler, killing a couple people, dragging a few people off. Local cops try to get involved. Two or three of them go missing. And then it brings, that brings that'd their attention. Dude, I think I, that sounds awesome. I think yeah, man, that'd be a, the, the, a great one for the next one. I love, uh, I love crossovers. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like with us, with these, with some of the podcasts we do with other people, like we did with Phantom Galaxy, right. you know, I like crossover stuff. I like, um, and especially in, in movies or books, you know, if you could bring something together and intertwine mm-hmm. these storylines, I think that's freaking sweet. That's sweet. I love that. Kind of thing. Well, the bulk of my stories are always set here in the Ozarks. Uh, the the uh, codename Wild Hunt is going to branch out, and it's going to be the only one that really does, uh, is be- because I wanted to do something that gave them a much bigger scope because mm-hmm. it's a tier one. It's a tier one military team. They wouldn't just operate here in the Ozarks. Right, right. Um, so they got a mandate to go international. And they get requested by other governments to go hunt dangerous cryptids in other areas. So yeah. this book that I'm working on right now is called uh, called Codename Wild Hunt Weiser High. And Weiser High is German for white shark. And that's that's all I want to give away. All right. ah. uh, but it takes the, it's their first mission outside the United States. Um, and that's the sneak one I'm peek. working on right now. A little sneak right. peek for everybody. I, I can bit. hear it. I can hear it now. Yeah, JT thought he was a badass and he got his throat slit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I can see. I'll, I'll take it. If I if I'm ever in any of your books, just give me the brutalest death ever. Well, I thought about talking just to you give guys. Me a really uh, large. Oh, if if I do uh, if I do the one set there in Rolla, I thought about having you guys be the paranormal team that are oh, looking oh. for the missing people, oh, and yeah, you guys run, awesome. you guys and you guys run into the Hotometaneo and end up helping them. Dude, can't guarantee you'll all survive, but right. <laughs> hey, like that's I said, that's, that's, all right. that's awesome, that's all right. and I'll volunteers tribute to yeah. be <laughs> brutally murdered. <laughs> so I've, I've got to finish the I've got to finish the project I'm on now, and when I when I finish that one, I've got two other books in the pipe before I work on the next of the of the uh, uh, of the Apex Predator because that was the, the most recent release. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I cycle books. I'll do Apex Predator. I'll do Co- <laughs> uh, Code Name Wild Hunt. Then I'll do. Uh, Lakeview Man, and I've got a new series getting ready to come out, and uh, I'll, I'll feel happy to talk about it with you guys. It's called The Nightmare Hunter. Ooh, and uh, I like what, what happened is, is I started dropping hints toward this series in, in, across all of these other series. Um, and I've, I've been thinking for a while, every one of these are either trained law enforcement, trained military, the specialized Native American, you know, they've got the, the the magic behind them. These are all warriors that deal with these things. But what happened if some poor normal bastard got stuck dealing with them? And the Nightmare Hunter really came about 
uh, after conversations with a friend, friend of mine named Roger, um, over what happened in the second book of the Apex Predator series. Uh, there's a big fight happens down in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and a werewolf and one of the one of the Native Americans who can turn are fighting, and they end up brawling in the middle of the street. And I, the comment I made was, well, shit, this is going to make it on YouTube. And I move on. Wait a well, minute. Didn't you tell us a story about a cat and a raccoon or something? <laughs> 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 is that where you got that idea? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's but awesome. uh, but they uh, the the fight happens in the middle middle of a, of a well you guys I'm sure you've been to Eureka Springs in the in the spring and summer down there it's packed. Uh, also, yeah. uh, if you guys ever get a chance to go to Eureka Springs, the Crescent Hotel is considered oh, one yeah. of the most haunted oh, places yeah. in the U.S. Oh, yeah. My it's wife really and I have been there. It's freaking awesome. We're going yeah. in April. Yeah, we have talked uh, about going down there. I know me and my wife are going in April for sure. I got a vacation and I'm, we're going to go down there. Nice. Are you staying at the hotel? I'm going to try. It's You can't book. It, it takes like, well, yeah, actually, yeah. I, can, I can book now. I think it's like three months. Is yeah, you, uh, you, you've got to book it months in advance. Yeah, well, yeah. You, I tried like I tried to book it like months ago, yeah. and they're like, nope, you got to wait. It's three this months was, is the beginning of it, I think. My wife and I went down there pre-COVID. We've been down there a bunch of times because we're an hour away. I mean, it's right. really yeah. not far for right. us. Uh, but we went down there just to look around and shop at some of the little shops and stuff. And uh, we went up to the to the, the Crescent Hotel, and there were all kinds of decorations and cars parked everywhere. And I thought, what the hell's going on here? Turned out they were having a wedding there. And uh, I went in and asked the lady at the front desk. I said, "Are you guys still doing the ghost tours?" She goes, "Well, not right at the moment. We've got it. We've got the whole place booked out for for." Uh, photography and for a wedding and all of the rooms are booked. So we're not doing tours right now. I was like, Oh, okay. I was really hoping I could look around. She goes, did you drive in from out of town? I said, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> good. No, you're fine, man. We're usually uh, farting over here. So you're good. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so if one of those creeps out, I can either blame you or take responsibility. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I asked the lady, I said, would there be any way we could just look around like right in here in the lobby? And, uh, and I was wearing, uh, I was a deputy at the time. And while I was talking to her, I guess she noticed my handgun and she goes, uh, are you concealed carrying? I said, no, ma'am, I'm a deputy sheriff. And I showed her my badge and she's like, oh, well, you guys can just go wherever you want. Just go walk around. I know you're not going to steal anything. Nice. I was like, well, thank you. She says, so yeah, just don't go in any of the rooms that are roped off for the, for the wedding. Uh, don't knock on hotel room doors and ask to see inside, but you can go wherever you want and uh, just hang out as long as you want. So her and I walked the floors and stuff. And she told us which rooms were the most haunted. And my wife has always been very susceptible to things like that. She's, mm -hmm. she's very mm -hmm. finely attuned and me, I'm, I'm a psychic brick, man. I can walk through a ghost and not notice it. I don't notice that crap. <laughs> Um, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't believe it's, it's there. I mean, I yeah, firmly yeah. believe in ghosts. I just, I, I just, I'm not the guy that notices that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, her on the other hand. Yeah. She notices it a lot. Uh, so we went to one of the, one of the rooms that was considered the most haunted and she got a chill in the hallway and was kind of like, I don't know if I want to be here. And I said, well, let me, let's just see if we hear anything. And I was like walking around and taking pictures and stuff. And, uh, she put her hand on the door and she said it felt like an electric shock when she touched the door and she has not wanted to go back since she's yeah. refused. Yeah. See, I, 
I love that stuff. You know, I'm a, that would make me want to go back. Exactly. I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to know some people I can understand. It would freak you out. You know? Yeah. She said that was the strongest, strongest reaction she'd ever felt. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh yeah, we got to go back and film. But she's like, Nope, don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to get it. Yeah. See, cause I love that stuff. And we're actually pretty soon. What in the next month, we're going to Tennessee down there with the haunt seekers. Um, nice distillery down there. Uh, they invited us down there for their, it's a birthday party, isn't it? And then they're going to, they're going to take us on our own private hunt. So yeah, they're going to, that's awesome. Our own investigation. It's a distillery. So you're bringing me some some whiskey back. No, no, it's it's actually, it's, it's actually the distillery is their headquarters. It's, it's not a functioning distillery. No, but they have got my hopes up, but the distillery was haunted. And oh, that's so cool. this company set up their headquarters inside this distillery. It's freaking awesome. Nice. <laughs> and uh, they, so what this group does, they, uh, they do investigations, but they also during, you know, September and October, they go, they travel, they've got people in every state that they go to haunted attractions and they rate these things and put it on the internet. Nice. So yeah. That's pretty, so, uh, we just happened to hook up with one of the guys that lives here in Missouri and he was, we did a show with him. And by the end of the show, he's like, all right, man, I'm going down in March. If you guys want to go meet me in St. Louis and we'll just freaking ride down there together. Yeah. It's, that's that's awesome. Like, see, and this all is right. why, this is why we're finally getting to the point at, with our podcast that I was want that we're, we're going where I want to go. So everything's running smoothly. You know, um, I think the whole COVID thing screwed up the, 2020 aspect of everything yeah, but it's yeah. fine we're still moving along and trucking along but it's cool because we get to meet people like that you know and then we get to meet people like you and then we get to help hopefully i'm more i'll work on it help people like you do some things you want to do and we all work together and just have a good Heck time yeah. with everything man it's and that's what i want you know why not you know we still want to come down to springfield and do some stuff with you oh though. yeah oh yeah oh yeah uh the uh the uh, the old Pythian Castle's closed uh, since right. since they have not opened it back up, and I'll keep you guys posted when that opens up. That would be a great place to go. Yeah, yeah. because as it's sure. been an orphanage and it was also uh, an internment camp during World War II. They had both Japanese and German prisoners there, and there's in fact there's a room in the basement where they used to keep prisoners locked up that supposedly people have been physically shoved out of. Wow. Uh, it's it, it's a pretty pretty creepy place to go. Uh, the uh, I and mean, even the outside, you know, you, all you can see is from the outside now. You can't go in, but even the outside just looks creepy. Yeah, uh, there's quite I've, a few quite a few places around here that are like that. I've seen a lot of pictures. We did a little story about the Pythian Castle, so I kind of dug into it a little bit, and uh, I've seen a lot of pictures from inside it too. And very cool place. The guys from Ghost Hunters filmed there once. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's the thing. That's what's cool about doing this stuff too is that even though we may have done a show previously on it, I mean, we go back and do an investigation. We'll make a whole thing about make it, a whole you know? new show about it. And then, Oh, absolutely. That's my plans. My plans with it is, you know, that we'll, we'll go and we'll investigate places, have all of our stuff going out on that. But then after that, do an episode of actual podcast on mm-hmm. what we did and everything. And then later we'll upload it up to YouTube. Dude, if we do that with him, what we'll do is we'll take, we'll take the laptop and the board and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll do a show with him. Down hell yeah yeah oh yeah you know. hell yeah portable that's awesome portable <laughs> yeah man that's and that's that's it's so fun you know being able to do all this stuff and then also we get to help you know people like you promote things like your yeah. book you got you know Absolutely. and all that kind Absolutely. of stuff we've been telling everybody about you 
Um, awesome. Thank you guys. Anytime we go on a podcast or we talk to anyone, we're like, Hey, you guys would love this. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and the reason why we do that is because you're not a dick. You know, I mean, you know, you came on the show. You're super cool to talk to. You're fun to have on, and you know, you're just a good. I, I can person. think of, I can think of people that would probably argue that. I mean, from my, from well, back in my law enforcement days. Hey. <laughs> oh, she, she would definitely argue that. Yeah. I'm working. Oh, no, he's just an asshole. See, I'm working on my my name in the game is the nicest <laughs> asshole around. So that's the. Uh, <laughs> I take that with pride. Yeah. I'm, ni- I'm nice to I'm nice to people, but my motto is don't be an asshole to me because then I'll have to be an asshole to you and I'll beat you with experience. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah, I treat everybody accordingly. It's the way I look at it. You know, that's right, a my good, buddy, look, my good way to be. My buddy tells me at work, he's like, I don't pick my favorites; they choose themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I, I like helping everybody out. You know. Um, with like with you promoting your books and and also it's something cool that i like you know i and we kind of talked about this i think on the first episode that we had you on um i i know that if i would like to see it in a movie then i would try my hardest to maybe even get it done or even yeah. a tv yeah. series yeah. something you know Absolutely. i can't imagine i can't tell you how many times i've heard some concepts i'm like dude that would be such an awesome movie if someone would just see that right you know right. um so if I can in any way help that out, I'll try my damnedest. You know, there's. I there's, would. There's, I would I'll much appreciate a, it. I'll call Richard and Adam and be like, "Hey, if I bring you to bring you to the states, I got an idea for a movie. You'll love it. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> You'll love it. Yeah, man, that's what's cool about it too. And like like they said, you know, um, which is a going thing for us. I'm liking it because everybody so far who has been on our show or has talked to us said that they feel comfortable talking to us and yeah. that, you know, it's just like having a conversation. There's no, there's nothing there. It's just flows out, oh, yeah. which is the way that we wanted it to be. Exactly. And you can tell, you can tell the shows and I've done, I've done quite a few shows over the last decade. Cause you know, I've been, I released my first book in 2012, but I've been promoting oh, yeah. since before it was out. Right. So late 20, 2011, I started trying to book shows. Um, but I've been I've done quite a few over the years, and you can tell the ones where they're just fake nice, right? Right. Uh, you know, you know, we, yeah. We had that instant connection because we're all three Ozarks idiots. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it's like you, <laughs> we're like hillbillies. you said. It's like you said. There's that fake nice. I hear people talk about that. You know, it's like, oh, so you got a book? What's the name of your book? Oh, that sounds amazing. What is yeah. it? It's like. Yeah, no. Yeah, if if yeah. you're telling me, hey, it's, that's fucking awesome, dude. That's what you're gonna get out of me. You yeah. Know? Well, that, that's the reaction I want to get. I mean, I, <laughs> right, right. while we're here, let's talk about this book without you diving into it too much. Where does this fall in the rest of the Apex Predator series? Well, it's the fourth of the Apex Predators, uh, but I've got a thing on my uh, on my blog and on my Facebook page uh, that has what I what I call the timeline of the DA verse, and uh-huh. it shows what order to read the books. No, you froze up. Hold on. They're pretty well. They're all standalone. I mean, I you. you'll you'll catch references back to other other but the story they're contained stories but because of all the things that have happened throughout the other series if you read them in a specific order you'll see the meta story folding out right right. cool yeah see i love that i think that's awesome so i haven't made it through the books yet is the detective still Mm -hmm. in there who great will gray eagle 
Yeah. Yeah. Will's going to be around for a while. Okay. I All love right. Will. He's right. going to be around for a while. Cool. Um, I once talked to, uh, to Craig Johnson, uh, the guy that writes the Longmire series. And uh-huh. I asked him if he had any plans to kill off Walt Longmire and Craig gave me the best quote. And this is the way I feel about Will Gray Eagle. Uh, Craig said, you know, when it comes to Walt, I've just found that I enjoy his company yeah. and I'm going to keep him around for a while. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I just love that. I love that quote. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm just, sure. I enjoy his company and I'm going to keep him around for a while. I'll yeah. put the poor, poor guy through hell, but right. I'll keep him around. <laughs> keep on ticking. Yeah. That's nice. funny. That's funny. Cause <laughs> JT hates this. I'm going to bring it up. So, cause he hates it. <laughs> I just finished watching the supernatural. Finish the last oh, yeah. episode of it. Just finish yeah, my wife. My wife and I haven't seen the last of those, but oh, well, hey, her, 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 she started, she got into them the same time I did, but we were looking for a TV to show to watch one night when the boys were gone. And I mentioned that a buddy of mine had said, and this was you know, a number of years ago, um, how much he enjoyed Supernatural. She's like, well, we'll watch an episode and give it a try. Well, so we watched the first episode. And at the end of the first episode, she looked over at me and goes, get some popcorn. And we ended up binge watching the crap. Yeah, out of it that that's night. exactly what it the is, hell happened to me. And man. it's just a, a, a I, I don't really like to do campy humor in my horror, but there's yeah. just enough horror and just enough serious to make that a fun, a fun mix. Yep. Right. Uh, yep. You got to take their, their quote unquote lore with a grain of salt because they took a lot of, a lot oh, of liber- yeah. liberties. Yeah. Like some of the monsters are absolutely nothing. Like their, their Rougarou is just like this, like a, like a, just looks like a guy with weird teeth. that's eating people. A Rougarou in Cajun mythology is like a werewolf type creature, but it's turned because of, of voodoo. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's a much more powerful, more animalistic werewolf. That's awesome. Uh, so, so theirs is very different. Uh, they took a lot of liberties with the lore, and they had to because they're yeah. you know at the time they were on a CW budget. So you yeah, exactly they, they blew most of it on that '67 Impala, which I would love to have. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a Listen, beautiful car. The reason oh, why yeah. I was bringing that up for that JT doesn't know it yet, but we're going to be doing an episode on that soon. <laughs> hell yeah let me but, know when uh, that one's gonna be out i'll listen to it i, I better skim through those dude i can talk all about the scooby-doo episode well, oh the scooby-doo thing, episode was awesome my yeah because he's dean's trying to bang daphne the whole time <laughs> dude i i don't blame him my thing is is that you know uh that show the reason why i like it um is like you're just talking about with the character you know you like me you like the company of it right yeah well that show really brought in characters that you fucking were attached to yeah like i love care about the characters i love Cass, dude Cass Mm -hmm. is awesome one of my him and dean he hates dean i love dean i think he's hilarious and and dean i think my wife would leave me for dean yeah Yeah, i think dean is what ruined it for me see i love Uh, we made it through about two maybe two and a half seasons of it and i Mm -hmm. I just told my wife i can't watch this anymore i'm just i love it i i just couldn't stay focused on it yes and know. see for me it's different because i watched it what, what 15 seasons yeah we watched everything but the the everything that they stopped from covid we haven't seen any of the new stuff because okay, we don't so watch I won't, it on, I won't say i won't say anything about what's going on but uh we, I uh, it. we watch it on netflix we don't watch it on on, w, on the cw because we rarely get yep. our well, our schedule's so crazy we never actually are there at the time it's on so right. i watched it on netflix um myself and i binge watched 15 season in like two and a half months that's tw- 23 episodes me and my wife she yeah, loves well, you li- you lived at the television <laughs> well the thing is we come home and we'd watch you know 
two or three, sometimes four episodes a night. Like I get home, kids be going to bed, we get them to sleep, and then we'd sit up and together and watch them. Watch them, and mainly because I got into it and I was like, well, I'm gonna want to do an episode on this, and I knew they were ending soon with the whole series. So I was like, well, shoot, that's perfect timing then for us to be able to put an episode out. So yeah. I watched all of them that way. I could work it all out to where it's relevant in the time that you know we put it out. Um, See, but go ahead. If you only watched two and a half seasons, you've missed out on one of the best characters. You, you haven't even met Crowley yet, and I no, love Crowley, Crowley now. Dude, yeah. yeah. See, Mark Shepard is He's freaking awesome. Mark Shepard is freaking awesome. He is the sultan of smartass. I dude. love that guy. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, we kind of talk about it. They got characters you build up, and Crowley's supposedly a bad guy, but you, yeah. but you root for him and you like him. Yeah, you wind up liking the guy. And he's just, this the that's the crap he says. Like how he starts referring to, you know how tall uh, Dean uh, Sam is? And, Sam. Yeah. yeah, Sam's real tall and Dean's like normal height. He, he starts calling uh, Sam Moose because he's so tall. And then it evolves to Moose and Squirrel. Moose yeah. and, <laughs> <laughs> he's, and even when he calls him, you can see on his phone screen that he's calling Moose or Squirrel. It's uh, that yeah. details in there, and yeah. it just kills me. But my thing about it and is Boris and Natasha. Yeah, <laughs> what I, what I like about it is or about is the aspect of the character built up, and like you said, like in your book, you know, you have characters that you know really draw you in. And I mean, I'm telling you, like I Cass is my favorite character off the whole show. I love Cass. You know. um He's he's just cool ass butt, you know, just that right yeah. there. Hey, ass butt. He's trying to learn how to, yeah. you know, speak like to a curse, <laughs> and he's not very good at it. <laughs> but uh, anyways, like you said in your book, you know, you build that characters up, and that's what draws people in. They want to see that character doing its best, and um, that's I think that's cool when you have the build the ability to form a character and make it to where someone wants to see. You know, like JT asked you, is he still in there? Because I want to, you know, see more of him. Right. You know, and that's what's cool about it. I think. You well, know, uh, I, Gray Eagle's one of the one of the exceptions. I uh, actually had the character of Will Gray Eagle fleshed out years ago uh, because Will Gray Eagle is the only character out of all out of all of these books that was actually a PC character that I played in a role playing game. Ah. Um, he was a Native American shapeshifter in a Marvel. In a Marvel uh, Marvel superheroes campaign, I played years ago. Oh, right on! Uh, and I, I just I, I needed a character, and I was looking through some of the, some of my old notes and stuff, and I went, "Hey, I already know everything about this guy. Let, let I'll use Will Gray Eagle, and people seem to like him." Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, and you know, um, when you can kind of bring your own, I think it's cool. I've always wanted to write a book. And actually, you know, I've always always wanted to write like a screenplay, you know, something or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, I um, I have so many ideas that what I would like to see. And it's cool whenever I find somebody who kind of has the same ideas as me, like and they they put out I'm like, sweet, I don't have to try to be smart. Someone else already did it. <laughs> yeah, but somehow he ended up with me. So, <laughs> you know, take what you can get. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm the same way. I'll, I'll say something and my wife will go, you're an idiot. I'll go, well, you married me. So which one of us is really the idiot here? Yeah. yeah. What's that make yeah. you? <laughs> this, this this was not a news flash. You knew this going in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, now 
you got do you have an idea about where you're going to end your books at already or just or just going to keep on going so far i'm going to keep every one of these series going as long as i possibly can there'll be characters that'll rotate through as some characters are killed uh if you'll notice anything about the apex predator books as characters die i chew up <laughs> chew up quite, quite a bit of real estate yeah. and as i as some characters are are, are are killed off others are brought in and there'll be a few characters that i that have character armor that i'll keep around because the, the center the, the 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 series focuses around them mm-hmm. um and i don't i won't kill them off unless it's really really critical and but then i'd have to replace them with somebody just as well thought out um so there'll be certain characters that don't die certain characters that that i will keep around throughout the series uh but background characters are fair game and i, I get i get rid of them with with impunity and i with this new book with, a, with apex predator horn moon i introduce a few new characters uh that are going to stick around for a while um oh, nice the um when they get down to uh to i don't, don't want to give too much away of the yeah, plot yeah. Well, when yeah. they get to to uh excuse me, when they get down to Rockaway beach and realize what they're up against, they're like, okay, how, 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 what do we we get a cross and a stake to take these things out? What? Uh And one of the guys like, no, no, I'm pretty sure a lot of that's Hollywood bullshit. I don't know how to kill these things. So they put out inquiries to, to contacts and they end up asking one of the, one of the members of the wild hunt. And he's like, I don't know. I've never fought a vampire, but I know somebody that might be able to give us the answer. Ah. Uh, Peter they Benson. Con- they contact. <laughs> he makes a contact with a with a with the Vatican, and it turns out the Vatican's been in business of hunting monsters since the fall of the Roman Empire. Mm, uh, nice. So Sweet. when the Vatican says you've got what, they're like yeah, we're pretty sure it's a major vampire incursion, and they're like, hang on. So a team from the Vatican shows up, and the th- the three characters that the Vatican sends are going to stick around. Oh, cool! Nice, cool! Nice. Yeah, I know. You know. You kill one of these main characters off, you could always bring them back in another book as a zombie. True. <laughs> Very well good. Yeah. Well, the Vatican team is going to end up becoming part of the 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 team Odin from Codename Wild Hunt. Sure. Um, and what I'm what I'm building here is each time I bring in more characters from other places, I'm establishing that these groups here in the United States were not the only ones hunting monsters. So I'm building a much bigger world where there are large groups that hunt monsters. Sweet. Otherwise, otherwise the world would have been overran with them, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. There, there are things that keep the darkness pushed back. There are groups that keep the, and what I'm by introducing the Vatican team and then there are elements coming in for the team Odin, uh, team Odin for international. There are elements coming in from other countries where other countries have already been trying to deal with cryptids and, and other monsters. And so by, by doing this, I'm expanding it to show that there's nowhere in the world they can go that they won't have to deal with cryptids. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's like a worldwide collective. Yeah. Right. See, I'm telling you, and that's like, uh, we already told you, but like we talked to Nathan and him over at Phantom Galaxy. He's, he's a, he's a big, uh, cryptic guy. Mm -hmm. So he, as soon as we told him, like literally we were on the podcast with him, we told him about you as we were talking, he was like looking you up. He's like, Oh, he's checking you out on the computer. We we heard him start talking about things that were on your (laughs) table. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, that's yeah, gonna, so you're already on their radar. You're going to be Sweet. having a cool, cool conversation with him. He's going to be actually be on our show, so you'll probably be introduced to him. We, he'll okay. he's going to be on our show um, soon. Let's talk about some cryptic stuff, and then um, 
and well, I shoot, you know, shoot me a text anytime. And I was going to say, me know. you know, that might be a good idea to try and figure out, um, when we're going to do that and get him involved in that too. Well, I think, I mean, and, and we can, you know, or we're going to set them two up and they can kind of do, he can go on phantom galaxy. Yeah. Which oh, I think yeah, would, that would be cool for you. And that'd be Absolutely. more people with the eyes on you and your book. If you go on phantom galaxy and talk about some stuff. Yeah. Too, phantom so. galaxies. I, I'm not sure what their numbers are, but they've been around for a long time. They've got several hundred episodes. Yeah. If you guys can make an introduction, I would much. Yeah, absolutely. It. We yeah, pretty absolutely. much already have, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll try and make it formal soon. But, um, okay. but yeah, uh, I, this is always a cool concept for me because uh, I can't know. I was talking, we were talking to Bill, but for me with movies and all books and all these things, it's, I, I look at it from the hunter point of view, mm-hmm. uh, military, you know, fighting and whatever, or someone's a, you know, Buffy, the vampire slayer or whatever, supernatural, right. those guys, that's really what draw me in is the hunting and um, like the brotherhood and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, that's why I love whenever we first talked to you, I was like, dude, these books look fucking amazing Yeah. to me. You know, I, if you only knew how to read, if I could read, it'd be great. <laughs> I can read pictures. Very good. I can, I'm really good at reading pictures. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, uh, I take, I take elements of real, real history and real lore and blend my own and, and, and put in my own twists on it. Um, apparently according to some of the stuff I've read, uh, because of demonic possessions and things like that, the Catholic Catholic church really does have groups that are sent out for demonic possessions and, and and for cleansings. So really building on that wasn't that big, big of an expansion. Uh, But I looked at that back dating it back to, uh, to the early, early days of, of the Catholic church and the fall of the Roman empire, it made sense that the Roman empire, since it was became a Christian toward the end would have a similar group. Uh, so I started taking elements like um, during Con- the Constantinople, the, the, uh, the Byzantine empire, they had something called the Varangian guard uh, and they were, Yes, they were they were the emperor's personal bodyguards, and they were made up primarily of Norsemen. So they had no designs on the throne. They they couldn't they couldn't ascend the throne. Um, so the, these were loyal to the king, the Varangian guard. And I wanted to bring in something like that. Uh, so I started playing around and talking to a buddy of mine that speaks Latin, and uh, came up with something called the Fraternitatum Noctis, the Brotherhood of the Night. And it was, a, it was this was a group of of. Um, of Roman Roman centurions, the uh, the Praetorian Guard, that were tasked with uh, defending the Roman Empire against monstrous incursions, and I thought, well, okay, so what happened to them? And so when the Roman Empire fell, the Fraternitatum Noctis was folded in to the Catholic Church and became part of the Jesuit order, became the Jesuit order's hit squad. So since it was no longer Roman, they changed the name from Fraternitatum Noctis to Fraternitatum Vigilantis, the, the Brotherhood of the Vigilant. And nice. um, sweet. And it like- and this group that shows up, this three, they are a member of the order that dates back to the fall of Constantinople. No, that's freaking sweet. Wow. Love it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So I'm building it. not just not just the the overall picture of the characters that are coming in, I'm building the history. And yeah. uh, so I, I think before I'm done, I'm gonna have a pretty extensive world to work in. That's freaking uh, sweet. Hopefully, so, you know, at some point other authors will want to come play in that universe, and I'm pretty happy about that idea. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Uh so you mentioned it. I wanna have you heard uh 
about the recent uptick in, in uh, exorcism and demonic possessions. Have yes. you guys heard about this? So you have? Mm-hmm. Like I, I've I've heard bits and pieces of it. I don't know. I just someone I've heard multiple people podcast saying, evidently the uptick in uh, demonic possessions is huge right now, and there's like all kinds of sh- exorcisms and shit going mm-hmm. on. Why well, not? you know, a lot of the a lot of the exorcisms that were done, uh, even in the Middle Ages, probably could have been attributed to mental illness. Yeah, right. and I'm not saying that that that's what it is today. I'm not saying it's not, uh, but they very well could be trying exorcisms on things that are just undiagnosed mental illness. Yeah. And Uh, you know what? I kind of got to, I got to, I'm sure I'm not the only person that thought of this, but you know, someone who's got a mental illness would probably be a lot easier to possess than someone who's got a strong mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, their their defenses are already down. Uh, And just because, (laughs) just because I think that some of what they performed exorcisms on, might have been misdiagnosed mental illness mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't believe in pure evil, but I believe I believe evil. Oh is out yeah, there. I was just wondering. I just wondering uh, kind of what you heard about it too, because I was like, I just recently started hearing. I'm like, there's an uptick in them, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of them going on. I'm like, what the hell? I meant to dig more into that so we can do an episode on or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Because well, I, you have to believe in pure evil because there's got to be balance in the world. Oh you yeah, you can't have light without darkness. Yeah, you can't have good without evil. Yeah. I can't you. have peanut butter without jelly. That's a fact. Uh, you know. Oh, but you can. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I, that's pretty cool. I'm going to look into that because I think I want to do an, an episode on that. Because uh, that's, you just mentioned that, and I was in my head from a podcast I listened to yesterday, and I was like, I wonder what the hell is going on. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, I think we're seeing an uptick in a lot of things. Yes. Uh, I noticed that uh, if you pay attention to cryptid reports, there are a lot more encounters. And some of that is from people encroaching deeper into into their habitat and for, for housing developments moving farther out into the woods. Yeah. So we're always going to have more animal encounters, more cryptid encounters because of that. We're also seeing a, a rise in shows like Survivor Man that are going way out into the deep. Oh, yeah. And, of course, at that point, when we're out in their element, there's going to be more encounters. Yeah. Um, we're pushing the envelope every day, man. And uh, we're always discovering new things in the ocean. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the scientists have estima- estimated there may be as million, many as 2 million undiscovered species in the deep ocean. Yeah, it's crazy. See, even um, you talked about Survivor Man. Even Les Stroud had, you know, he had that show about um, Survivor Man Bigfoot. Yeah, you know? he's he's captured captured some really interesting footage. Well, he, uh, even, he even said that. He said, you know, I don't necessarily know what I heard. But he said, I know what I can tell you I heard, and I can know what I felt. And he said, he was on Joe Rogan talking about it, because, um, and he said, you know, I know what I heard. And what I heard was an ape, a large ape, mm-hmm. making noise. And I heard tree knocking. He's like, I never heard it before in my life. I never heard it since. He's like, but that's what I heard that night. He's like, I know what I heard. I'm not, and I'm not a, a bullshitter, you know. So it, it's interesting, you know. Well, well, you know, and there's an uptick in all, in all of that stuff, like you guys were saying. I mean, have you noticed all the UFO sightings that have been happening here lately? You yeah, know? it seems like across the board, anything that's yeah paranormal. I mean, I mean lot, even ghost reports. Paranormal stuff going on. There's probably a river of slime underneath the city. Yeah. I think somebody broke the grid for the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> 
that's right. You realize I'm wearing an unlicensed proton accelerator on my back. Nice. <laughs> We've never had a successful field trial. I blame myself. That's right, Mr. Mayor. This man has no dick. <laughs> you will be saving the lives of millions of registered voters. Yeah. <laughs> so so true. So true. So Great true. movies. But yeah, I it it's interesting, man. And all that can do is just add um some inspiration, you know, to people like you writing books and people like us doing podcasts and getting ready to do investigations mm -hmm. and things. And oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like the world is conspiring to give us more material. I love it. I fucking love it. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've been, it's, I'm finally doing something that I want to do for a very long time. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, not necessarily as far as the podcast, so to speak, but just, um, I, before I knew what a podcast was, I, something I wanted to do was get together with people and talk about mm -hmm. things and go do investigations. Oh and, Yeah. So, and now they got this really cool way we do that. And, um, finally being able to do that and meeting the people I want to meet and, um, me and JT both, you know, right. um, I mean, even me and him, uh, mm -hmm. meeting in a certain situation, it's just weird how that happens. I learned this really cool thing the other day from a podcast I was listening to called, have you ever heard of the Akashic records? No. Sounds familiar. So the Akashic records, I, I guess it's like a place you will go. So mm -hmm. it, you get there through meditation and things, right? Okay. And you can go back and relive events in your life, but you can actually see them in your head. Like I'm watching you on the screen right now. Yeah. Um, and there's certain ways you can get to these things. You can ask questions. You can also, it's, it's like a higher plane. Almost like lucid dreaming. Yeah, kind of, well, kind of like the spirit world, so to speak. You oh, know, okay. you're you're in a you're in a different plane. Um, there's a lot of people that do this, and they talk about also what you can interact with is. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of how there's infinity lifelines. Mm -hmm. There's all these yeah. lifelines going yeah. on in different yeah. places. Well, every now and again, those lifelines connect. And that's where you get like deja vu or mm -hmm. something like that. Or you feel something like, mm -hmm. what was that? It could have felt that from a different lifetime. Well, what's cool about this is it talks about how in new lifetimes, like when you're born, you can attract people whose old souls were the same souls you knew in a different life. So like mm -hmm. you're quickly to be like me and my wife, me and my wife have been together for 20 years. I'm only 35 years old. So most of my life over half my life. Um, and from the first time we met, boom, it was instant. I mean, instantaneous. And it's the same way now. We Like we were supposed to be there, like we were meant, and it's been that way for 20 years. Um, they say that's the way this place thing works is you can bring people out of that and into your new life. So like people who you are quickly, kind of like when me, uh, like we met, you kind of get that instant connection like you talked mm -hmm. about earlier. Yeah. That's yeah, that doesn't of, happen often with me. It yeah, really doesn't. See, and and that's what this whole thing is about, how you can bring – same thing with me and JT, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, boom, you bring these people in, and and it it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's funny because from the moment we met, I mean, we just clicked. Clicked. Like yeah. That. You know, I mean – It's crazy. And um, I got to li talk listening to this lady talk about it, and the Akashic <laughs> Records are like that. You know, you go in, and I guess it's more of a place than anything in, in your mind, and you can get there, and then you can see these things and ask questions. And 
It's crazy. You've given me a whole new research topic. (laughs) I'm going to be digging into that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Check it out. If you, it's pretty cool. I want to know how to get there. Yeah. 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 There's whole, yeah, there's, there's a whole deep dive. I haven't gone deep into it yet. I've just kind of grazed the, the top of the layer of it. So I hope it involves a hut and a peace pipe. Yes. (laughs) Piote. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, um, back to this stuff, you know, I, I'm love. I love this this whole genre that you're in with this and that, intertwining them and building like a big multiverse, basically. You know, just all this connected into one. It's freaking sweet, man. And it's gonna be cool to see if we can't uh, figure something out and get this on some video. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That gonna, to me, that would be for me to be able to do something like that to have my books made like even for Netflix or even into movies is the culmination of a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up on a farm uh, out just north of Lebanon, Missouri. Um, all, all I really had was books. I mean, we we were pretty pretty poor family growing up in the, in the seventies. Um, and we, if we didn't grow it, we didn't eat it. I mean, you know, we, mm-hmm. uh, so it, growing up then I, I had books and I knew at a very early age, I wanted to tell stories that people would enjoy the way I was enjoying those books. And, uh, I, I hope that in some small way I've, 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 achieved that uh because i'm starting to develop following uh I, I, well i can monitor my my amazon sales and i'm starting to see an uptick in in the united kingdom i'm starting to see canadian followers i've seen some in mexico uh some in australia uh, but it's it's not a huge following but there are people that are consistently reading yeah, um so for for me, that's that's the ultimate level of of immortality. Is yeah. when I'm gone, people are still reading my books, uh, and I'm hoping that I've got that that ability. Yeah. I mean, look at Tolkien. Look how long he's been gone, but people still mm-hmm. just rave over those books, and because they're masterpieces. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. That's all. Yeah, and you know, there's so many people. Kind of like there's so much stuff going on right now, mm-hmm. like we were just talking about with the exorcisms mm-hmm. and the freaking all that stuff. There's also people getting more and more into this stuff. Yeah. 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 I've noticed Absolutely. that quite a bit. And, yeah, you know, when we were younger, you know, it was, I mean, I've been into hauntings and, you know, paranormal and just anything weird my whole life, you know, but when I was younger, you just, you didn't really talk about it to people a lot. You know, I mean, you see, my family was kind of just the opposite of that. My mother, I grew up listening to her tell stories about her and her sisters and, 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 and other people that they knew going ghost hunting, haunted locations, just to see if they could scare the shit out of themselves. Right. Um, And they enjoyed it. And even when I was young, I would get friends together and we'd go camping or whatever to see if we could see crap like that. Yeah. Uh, So I guess I've been a paranormal investigator without realizing it since I was a young man, uh, because yeah. I've been, I w- I've gone out in the woods looking to hopefully hear something like Bigfoot. I've gone out right. and you know, found a gun, these old haunted houses to see if we could see or hear something. It's just because I attracted people that had like, well, you know, a lot of my old D and D group guys were, were like that. They're like, Oh hell yeah, let's go find that place. And we would jump in a car and go try to find some, some place to scare the shit out of ourselves. And then nine times out of 10, we, we generally did. Yeah. Um, but I've always had that love of this kind of, this kind of, that kind of horror, that kind of creepy factor. Um, yeah. I've had a, had a, a few, a few instances in my life where 
when it comes to cryptids, I've never actually seen anything, but I've, I, 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 I've, I've racked my brain for years and not found another, another explanation. It, yeah. it, it couldn't, it couldn't possibly be any known animal. Right. Um, and I've had some pretty creepy encounters and in, in locations that, that were uh, obviously paranormal. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of the, the place outside of Lebanon called the foundation of doom. Foundation of Doom. Uh-uh. Apparently, back in the early 1800s, there was a settlement <laughs> here uh, at the at this place. Uh, and uh, when travelers would travel through the area and look for a place to stay, they'd say, "Oh yeah, stay here." And then they'd kill them, bury them in the basement, and keep their stuff. Uh, well, locals wow. found out about it. They burnt the place down, and the foundation of that house is still there. It's mm-hmm. private property, and it's just off the road. I mean, if you stop, you can look right at it. Um, when I was a teenager, we used to sneak in there. I mean, you know, you, you've got to get permission to get in there, but we didn't bother with that. We'd just hop the fence and go over there. Right. Well, like little idiots, there were a whole group of us went out there one time, and somebody got the great bright idea to set up a Ouija board. Yes. on the foundation yes. of doom <laughs> and uh we're we're setting it up and and you know there there a couple of us are holding flashlights while people are trying to get you know make a contact and i just can't have this this weird feeling and uh, right across the road is this big open hay field and uh when we pulled in it was it was a clear night i mean it wasn't anything going on and they're sitting there trying to make contact on the Ouija board. And I'm sitting there with my flashlight and my attention keeps being drawn to that field. And I keep looking over there and I could see movement in the field. And I started staring at it and realized there was a wall of fog coming our direction. And I'm like, guys, 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 <laughs> and everybody looks up and they see it. They're like, Oh crap. So we all hop the fence, jump in my buddy Rick's car. Won't fire. Won't fire fire and this oh. wall is getting closer and closer and closer i mean it, mm. like click 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 you know and this is a yeah. car he lovingly maintained it, it's right. never done that yeah yeah hey finally you know it finally catches and catch, catches as this is like 30 yards away and we shoot off down the road we go way out in the woods circle back and then come back to see if the fog's still there and it was gone wow, wow. cool <laughs> yeah yeah that was see, creepy man. as hell yeah, yeah, awesome, yeah definitely, definitely. Man, we need to check that place out. Yeah, that sounds cool. We could shit. probably get permission to, and uh, my wife would like to. Has said she wanted to, wants to metal detect there. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, that's it, a good. It's funny. My uh, my wife's brother uh, just last week gave me a set of dowsing rods. We need to try these things I out. I remember hear, hearing you say that on the other show when I was in the yeah. in the chat room listening. Have, have yeah. you tried those out? I have not. They're they're sitting right here in front of us. They're they're nice. still in the bag. Yeah, uh, it's years ago when I when I, uh, I we lived in New Mexico for about eight years. When we lived out there, we met an old man that did the dowsing rods, and there were people across four counties of New Mexico and two in Texas that would call him to find water, and he hit it every time. Wow. I know for sure that dowsing rods have to work because I actually see city workers using dowsing rods. I've seen huh. in St. James, I've seen fucking, yeah. I've seen them with, with them doing some stuff. I'm like, what are they? We'll go over there and pee on the floor and we'll see if they work real I'm going to pee on your foot. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't hump his leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I usually go for the arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back of my head yeah no but uh dowsing rods are cool yeah i i would love to, to go down and check that out man yeah 
for sure. And, you know, that's with everything that we're going to do. We are going to want to do it like to get and get permission. You know, we want to make mm-hmm. everything legit um, and be actually be able to take our time and actually focus on what we're doing. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Know, I don't want to have to be watching my back for crap. <laughs> I definitely don't want to go to jail over something stupid like that. <laughs> so you've so you've read uh, Apex Predator Wolf Moon? The, yeah, the first one. First one? Yeah. Uh, White Bear, their grandfather. That house is really there. That was my uncle's house. Oh, in fact, nice. White Bear is based off my uncle who passed away back in back in December, uh, because he he was he was full blood Cherokee. He was just very much that guy. Okay. Uh, so that house is really there. It does, it's not in the family anymore because when he, when he passed away, it was sold. But all of that land, that White Bear's house, that's all really there. Wow, oh, man, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool to read a book and know that you can actually go to these places, man. Well, the the locations in the in in, the, in that book where where the where the attacks happened, I can take you to every one of them. I mean. Wow. They're they're ba- they're all set in real places. I grew up there in the Clade County, yeah. Uh, so I could take you out the old Prospering Church. I could take you to that campground. That's it's all there. That's it. We need to make a weekend trip. Oh, that it's definitely going to happen. It's just making the plans, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, a lot of stuff to do and a lot of things to be to be done. So I mean, but in due time, yeah, it's yeah, all gonna sure, it's man. all gonna for work sure. together. It's all been doing pretty good so far. So. Yeah, hell yeah. But uh, right on. Yeah, I don't even know how long we've been talking now. About an hour. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. well, uh, we're definitely going to be having you on, of course, quite often. People are going to know you. Other things, too, we're going to be doing, you know, with mm-hmm. investigations and things like that. Um, I'm sure we're going to be having you on some of that stuff, too. So, uh, But why don't you go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you, all that good stuff, and where to get okay. books and all that. Uh, if you're uh, following me on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash DA Roberts author. Um, on Twitter, it's at DA Roberts author. So there's a theme there, DA Roberts author. I tried to do that with all my social media. Um, pretty much all my social media, it's some version of DA Roberts author. Um, and my, my website is www.daroberts.net. Uh, if you want to send me an email, it's daroberts at daroberts.net. Um, and you can find all my books on Amazon or through my website. All the links are set up all through my website where you can just click on the book and it'll take you straight to the sales page. Um, so, you know, you can go to daroberts.net or Amazon to find me. Uh, and there's, I've got 20 books currently in print working on the 21st. I've got a number of short stories. I'm still working on more. Um, and I always try to set my stuff in and around this area, except for, of course, the Wild Hunt International and my sci-fi stuff doesn't, isn't in this area. Right. Um, so the, um, I always try to set my stuff in this area. And uh, years ago, I did a show uh, out of California called NDB Media. And the guy that runs the show is a guy named Roger Noriega, a great guy. Um, but when he, I told him that I'd intended to set all my horror, my horror books, mainly in the Ozarks, he said, well, that kind of makes you the Stephen King of the Ozarks, right? And I yeah. laughed. Yeah. I was like, well, that's, that's kind of big shoes to fill. Well, the irony is, is he coined that nickname back in 2012, and I still hear it crop up at interviews. I've, awesome. I've someone called me that at, at a convention, uh, so I'm hoping that nickname really really takes off. As a despite that being big shoes to fill, I, I do much like he like Stephen King did with with uh, Maine. Most of his horror was set in Just Maine. The, not so much cocaine. <laughs> One of yeah, these no. days you're going to get a phone call and it's going to be Stephen King and he's going to be like, why the hell are you using my name? 
Yeah, I'll just, that would be I won't, awesome, though. I won't get a phone call. I'll get a cease and desist letter. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, won't even, awesome. you won't even bother to contact yeah, me personally. Yeah. Just have his lawyer like, knock it the hell off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, yeah, uh, guys, that's DA. You know, um, you're going to see him again on here and on our YouTube stuff. But check him out if you haven't. A lot of good stuff coming from him and his books. Um, hope you might see some on screen. We'll figure it out. Try to. Uh, but, yeah, you guys check them out. Um, and uh, more importantly, as always, until next time. Keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Yeah.